0: Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George and I'm joined by my co-host Liam. Hello everybody. And we have a special guest today, Kylie. Hello. Kylie works in the publishing industry. Ooh. <laughs> ooh.
1: It's not as exciting we, as it sounds.
2: We asked Kylie how to introduce herself and that was what she came up with. So I, know, yeah. I, wanted, to, I wanted to
1: make it sound more like, exciting than that. Come on. Yeah. Like,
0: Ooh, she's in the publishing. Ooh. Fancy. Uh, so there you go. Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest, in this case a guest, nominates an album they think is flawless, and we talk about why they love it, how they discovered it, and why they think it's flawless. And as always, we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month, and there's content bonuses at 5 and $10 a month. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawless AMP, standing for a music podcast. Yep. Ta-da! Thanks for validating me there. I say Liam. that
2: I say that every time.
0: Yep. So <laughs> Kylie has nominated an album that she thinks is flawless. Please introduce to us the album in question. Okay, the
1: album is the Go Team's Thunder Lightning Strike.
2: nice so before anyone gets too deep involved in what the album actually was it's a certain version of the album this is the first time you've ever had to do this is it's not the version that's on Spotify it's not the version that most people probably know Mm -hmm. if you're not in Australia Australia and the UK. has right in the UK. Although there, I so. think
1: it will, might have been re-released in the UK as well, so people right. who've subsequently bought it there okay. may have a different version. So yeah.
2: listen to what we're talking about. The album that we're talking about has eleven tracks. So if your version doesn't have eleven songs, you're listening to the wrong version. You're not going to get what we're talking about. Go away and find the real version and in whichever
0: way that you need. In to.
2: completely legal and non-binding ways.
0: Yes, yep. or definitely not Dropbox. <laughs> So no. <laughs> uh, yes, that's true. So um, Kylie, you this, you've obviously recommended the first release, the original release. Why did it have to get re-released? Is okay, it's a good, a good um, question.
1: So the original uh, UK release um, contains a bunch of samples which were, I guess, not cleared legitimately or clear that all. Um, So the album, I guess, took off in a way that wasn't expected. So then when it came time to release it um, outside of the UK and particularly in the US, I think record companies got a little bit nervous about what was on there. Mm. Um, For an album that probably hadn't made a lot of money yet, it didn't make sense to spend all of that money re-clearing everything. So they had to, I guess... Take a lot of the samples out and re-record parts of the album.
2: So were they not cleared in Australia or in the UK either? They just won it? They, they weren't
0: right? were not cleared. Awesome. They just they just weren't cleared. It was um, Ian had just recorded it with yeah. a bunch of samples, thinking this is just some fun project that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then went, to, but it got released, and at one point it was in like after that was asked to play a gig and went, I don't have a band yeah. Yeah. Um, and had to create the band. So everything's backwards with this one, which is really funny. Yeah. yeah. So we've gone for the original version of it, which yep. is um, the version
1: that you would have heard first. That's right. Yeah. When did you first hear it? Um, I first heard it around the time it was released um, and it wasn't when the first single came out. It was when they released um, the Lady Flash single mm-hmm. and the video that went along with that. And I think I remember seeing it on Rage just going, what is this? It sounds like something that should be on Sesame Street yeah. with like kids <laughs> doing like double dutch skipping and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and it is not the kind of thing I would normally listen to, but for some reason it just had me... Captivated. Nice. And then I had to find out more.
2: Yep. Awesome. And went from there. Liam. Yes.
1: Had you heard this record before?
2: I had heard this record before. Um, I owned the record and really, really liked it. And I, back in 2006, I think it was, I interviewed the bass player, then bass player Ian Bell, while I was working for Farsa Louda. So I'd gone and seen them play, I think they played with The Greats. I think they played a show because we were talking about this. Like We've definitely seen them twice, once in a house show, once in a festival. So I think we saw them support the greats. Yep. Really loved it. Went and got the album. Fast, loud knew I liked them. So they teed up the interview and then, yeah, went from there. So, yes, I had heard of them. This I've got this one and I've got the second one as well, but I don't know the second one quite as well. I sort of peed it out from there. Mm-hmm. George yes english person as <laughs> as they are as as they as they go as i'm token english person is.
0: yeah um when it was actually on pre-release a friend of mine got a copy of it um oh, on nice. a a particular version because he was he's was part of the um electro music scene and sat in the other in the uk so he had the very early pre-release version of it on and he soul-seeked it across to me <laughs> uh if you can remember those days yeah. um because he went hey gee i got something you like so uh sent it to me and i was like this is amazing so yeah. um and then years like well, how, how long later maybe a year or so later um i think it was uh, i got the, t- the video game little big planet Oh yes, and there's a song from this record on Little Big Planet, and so I got back into the record again, just going, nice. amazing.
1: So cool. yeah,
0: so I was just very, very excited. So I heard it when it very, very first came out, and then I, when I heard the re-released version of it, I was like, "This is all wrong. This, is, yeah. uh, this isn't <laughs> how. This isn't how the lyrics go." And then obviously it was because they had to re- re-record and completely rewrite entire songs mm. and added two extra songs, which was uh, We Just Won't Be Defeated and Hold Your Terror Close.
1: Yep. So I think some of those songs had already been on um, B-sides of some of their vinyl releases and, and other things but hadn't mm. yet made it onto an album. So I bought the US version on vinyl, not realising that it was like a re-released version. Right. And then decided to listen to it so I could hear the the extra songs and then went, same as you. It's, it's completely wrong. I don't understand <laughs> what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. And I think... It's still good, like for someone coming into the album cold, if they listen to that, if you're going to love it, you're going to love it. But for people who were already familiar with it, for me, it was just like it didn't have the same vibe as mm. the first one. I know it sounds
0: really wanky, but it's like why I go and see an orchestra play something and they play it in a slightly different tempo or something to, yeah. that I'm used to a recording of like said track, I get really like edgy. Yep, I'm like, stop it. You're playing it wrong. You're not playing it yeah. like how I've heard it before. So it's, it's just one of those where it's so similar, but different enough to make you feel a bit unnerved when yep. you hear the re-release. Mm. But anyway, we're listening to this one.
2: We're listening to this version.
0: Yeah. So you brought it to the to the floor. I have. The flawless floor. Um. So Liam, this is usually where you tell us a whole bunch of stuff.
2: I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff. So it is the debut studio album from the Go team. Uh, It was released on 13th of September 2004 and it was produced by The Band, which is basically just the one guy. Um, Well, it was
0: him and his brother.
2: Him and his brother, Yeah. yeah. So by The Band with Gareth Parton, brother of band member Ian Parton, in their parents' garage in Swansea and then mixed at the Fortress Studios in Bluestone in London. So Pitchfork placed Thunder Lightning Strike at number eight in their list of the top albums of 2004 and number 171 on their list of top 200 albums of the 2000s, which is... No mean feat, and also I have no idea how you would ever rank 200. Like how you would ever decide what the top 200 albums. What's the difference between one seventy one and one seventy? I have no like, I have no idea how you would quantify, like the difference between one and 170. I get, but 170, 171, I would never be able <laughs> to do that.
0: Well, maybe we can do that with our flawless records one day. Yeah. <laughs> like when we There's in still 20 like years time. Yeah,
2: 200 episodes down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: can I just point out that uh, they're originally from Brighton, which is where I am from. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> so it means that technically I must be just a degree or two away from the Go Team because they're from Brighton and I'm from Brighton.
2: And there's not that many people from Brighton. No. no,
0: there's not many. Lots of people go to Brighton. Yeah. Not many people come from Brighton. Well, everyone
2: else is away from there goes to there and everyone who's from there goes away.
0: Yeah. Well, they probably were like, he was probably at uni at Sussex or something like that. Yeah.
1: So, so you can't confirm or deny the rumor that you're playing the recorder on this album? <laughs> oh, one, one
0: of the many recorder. Can I actually rattle off how funny the instruments are yep. of the band? So, Do it. Um, Ian, uh, vocals, guitar, harmonica, piano, drums, triangle, glockenspiel, tambourine. Mackie, uh, vocals, guitar, melodica, recorder, tambourine. Ninja, oh, so on this, vocals with rapping, chanting, etc. Drums, uh, tambourine, recorder. Sa- uh Sam, guitars, banjo, drums, tambourine. Simone, drums, percussion, and then Adam, now bass. Mm. So everyone else <laughs> has got tambourine at least got tambourine and recorder on yeah. their side. And then there was just bass, and that made me laugh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't the when I spoke to Ian, one of the things I asked him, and I must have it must have been after I'd seen them because uh, one of the things I asked him about that I remembered is that they swap guitars. they all swap places and guitars. so they will, yeah, he's like the nominated bass player, but he would just they would just take the bass off him and give him a different guitar and then the bass would go to Ian or like they just all swap around all the time when I when I saw them. It was really weird.
0: I love the fact that five people have uh, named us like tambourine. Tambourine. I mean, yeah. yeah it's like, that needs to be noted. <laughs> it's important. It's and, and also that Ian's put down triangle. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's so
2: good. So it's like if you have something where no, if you have a song where no one's doing, someone's not doing something, just give them a tambourine. Yeah. Give them true. a tambourine. They'll sort it out.
0: Yeah. That's fair yeah. enough. <laughs> uh, I, I think my friend's done that in a band before. So there you go. Uh, so they're from Brian. Love that. And they play, and it's multi-instrumental. So mm. that's cool. Okay. So, Uh, Were there particular
1: tracks that people wanted to call out? Look, when I was looking into kind of the history of this album, which I haven't done a lot of before, I'd always assumed that uh, Lady Flash was the first single, but it actually wasn't. They released an instrumental as the first single, which is to me a ballsy thing to do for Mm. someone who is pretty unknown in the industry. Um, And, you know, I've since gone on and collected pretty much every vinyl release that the Go team has ever put out there. Nice. Um, Sweet. Because (laughs) it's just, it's my special project now. So every time they put something out, I have to have it. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, that was one of the things I got my hands on. And what was their first single? um, Get It Together. I think That's um, the one that was on Little Big Planet. Yes. The, yeah, Yeah. with right. with the piano intro and stuff. So, sorry, no, that's not the piano one. No. I'm confusing that's that. with Feel
2: which, Good by Numbers is the very piano one. Yes. Um, this
1: is the one with lots of recorder. That's
2: right. Yes, yes
0: recorder, like, piano. Can you imagine and releasing a single just going, hey, do you know what we're going to do? Lots of recorder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because exactly. that's what everyone exactly. really... Everyone, all memories from childhood come from playing recorder, yeah. forced recorder <laughs> playing uh, so oh so I didn't actually uh, I didn't look into the singles so that's pretty cool I didn't even know they released them properly. So
2: the wiki page had Junior Kickstart as the first single released I thought, which I, yeah. and I thought that was okay because I remembered that that was the song that I got into them from because that, the that, that was on the Triple J a lot. That's actually sort of yes you are
1: you're right Yep. Oh. I haven't noted it here but yes Junior yeah, Kickstart was, was the first kickstart. one but yes it is an instrumental.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah still like yeah.
1: I think there's a lot of trumpet in that one.
2: yeah so that's yeah yes and it's got a lot of the horns so it's got it's the lead-off single it's got a lot of the horns makes it sound like a intro to like a 70s action tv show like it's super like the whole album is retro things all the way through it but that one is definitely like a big one is it was the
0: first one the track that has a beginning that sounds ominous Mm. like the first one sounds like ooh. You're on the edge a little bit, whereas yeah. the rest of them are all like, "Hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, hug time." Yeah. Um, now this is the first one that actually has a little bit of an
1: ominous feel to it. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, "Nah, it's yeah. all right. We're all good." Mm-hmm. And the good guy wins. And I'm now remembering why I thought it was "Get It Together" because about three years previous to this album coming out, they released that as a vinyl single. Right. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was this really weird version like you can actually listen to it on Apple Music is probably on Spotify as well but it sounds completely different to the album version but it's like this really early kind of sample of it yeah that's pretty sweet yeah well it's a plucky choice yeah uh,
0: and also um, what I noticed in there as somebody you know how I like to listen to different instruments yeah. all the time um, there's an egg shaker There's a solid use of an egg shaker in this And I was listening to it going They use recorders, they use egg shakers I'm like, they have not progressed in primary school (laughs) I'm happy with this That
2: wasn't on your list of instruments that they played I know,
0: it wasn't on the page But I've got it here, I'm just like I hear an egg shaker yeah, I, hear yeah. Yeah. I hear an egg shaker That's really <laughs>
1: I, I, I can hear the egg shaker in my head right
0: yeah, now Yeah, like it, It's just, yeah, it's pretty good So yeah. so I'm sure Liam you can find some egg shaking sounds <laughs> to play on this podcast
2: Yeah, yeah, because they um, When we did the Magnetic Fields, the 69 Love Songs they, they called them Chicken Shakers But that was in his list of instruments that he played on that album Which we just assumed meant egg shakers because we didn't know what a chicken shake it
0: was. But <laughs> well, what came first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh- <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Uh, you're but welcome.
2: Yeah, like it's, so I love Junior Kickstart. Like Obviously, that's a song that got me, in and I can totally see why they picked it as the lead-off songs. It's mm-hmm. like all the things that he's trying to do. Uh, it's the pinnacle of all that stuff that he's trying to bring, like retro, surf rock, dancey sort of stuff, a bit of fuzz on the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really cool. It
0: sounds a bit like you're in a Western... Yeah, (laughs) like a a
2: Western, but like a 70s pop show, but a surfy, like dancing on the beach. It's just all these.
0: Every single track could be the music to a TV show from Mm.
2: the
1: 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, pretty much. I'm just like, or incidental music in the background to something happening. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And like to me, the instrumental tracks that are kind of peppered throughout the album, they don't feel like filler. No. It's like they all have their place. Yeah. And um, like, I guess that could have been the rationale for the lead single being an instrumental. Like they're Mm. just as, um, I guess, punchy as the rest of the album.
2: (laughs) It's interesting that you're calling them instrumentals because when I listen to the album, I don't even think of them as like, when you you listen to a a different kind of album, it's like, oh, yeah, these are the tracks and then here's the couple of instrumental songs that are different. But this one's just like, no, no, these are just, even when they have vocals, they still feel like mixed into the system. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily somebody singing as, a, as an instrument on its own, but yep. it's mixed into what it needs. Yep. At
0: least one of them starts
1: with a one, two, three, four, and that's literally all the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot of counting on this album, and yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Because that brings me back to like the retro Sesame Street thing again. And the double yeah. dutch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Double dutch. Well, because he, so he specifically
2: mentioned the double dutch stuff like this. When I was looking at the – he wanted to make it a uh, – what was it? He wanted to create music incorporating Sonic Youth-style guitars, double Dutch chants, Bollywood soundtracks, old-school hip-hop and electro.
0: Done. And so
2: instead of figuring out which parts of those you would need to tease out, he just jammed all five of those things together and just went, here it is. Here's here's the thing. Like, yeah, normally you're like, oh, I'm trying to feel where you got that influence from or I'm trying to see how it's like, oh, maybe it was more of a recording style. No, no, this guy just picked the things he likes and just figured out how to play them and jam them in.
0: It's a really... Weird and wonderful thing to do, yeah. but, and you wouldn't expect it to work, but it does. Like they, they talk about like using so like a lot of the samples come from American chants, cheerleaders, mm. this, that, and the other. It's like pretty awesome. This, yeah. Um, so the power is on that was used by multiple sports teams
2: yeah i've seen
0: it on a like a nike ad yeah Yeah. it's been used on adverts and it's been used um to for um nfl and it's got all those chant like it sounds like cheer chants throughout the whole thing yeah um which is awesome and about at least three teams have appropriated it as their song over in america which is amazing for this like group you know like of the kids from Brighton, like yeah. they've got all the like NFL and basketball teams, and it was also used in um, EA's FIFA video game mm. as well, which is yeah. pretty darn cool.
2: Yeah, they um like it's got, and they've got there's some chanting in that. It's like. See why any like there's so many sports teams in the US that are called the Falcons? I'm like, yeah. right, done, that <laughs> thing. So, well done, everybody.
0: Yeah, that was easy, yeah. <laughs> and and they've got no idea of their cost, it's fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. they're an unknown band at this stage, um, but yeah, yeah. Lot, and
2: like lots of rapping from Ninja on that track as well. So yeah. she's yeah. really good all the way through. And that was one of the things they talked about um, when I spoke to him is like when you see them live, she does heaps more than she does on the record because it's like. She's probably only on like three or four songs of the record, but on live she's got to do something on every song, so they found just new things for her to do on each song, which is really cool. That's
0: really sweet. Mm.
1: Yeah, she's pretty enigmatic
2: as yeah.
0: a
1: person to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so, kind of sad, though, they won't be touring for a while because she's pregnant. Yeah, they had to so. literally
2: pull out of a show like that's oh, coming up in a couple of yeah. weeks. because.
1: I've kind of been crossing my fingers for an Australian tour on the most recent album, but I don't yeah, think it's going to happen Yeah, not for now. a while.
2: But I mean, the way they put their stuff together—I mean, they probably wouldn't, but they could just—they could sample her yeah. part of it and that sort of thing. Like it's yeah, it's that kind of show. Would be it, the same. It wouldn't no, be the it same. Definitely would. But yeah.
0: But yeah, I could, you could see why. Um, okay, so I wanted to just again reiterate, little big planet. Um, It was a really big, really important part of my life. One of the happiest times uh, was sitting. It was like a a collaboration time of a big group of friends where we all came to my place and who had the PlayStation and Little Big Planet four controllers and we'd all have to play together and the music would come on and it was just so, and it was not that, but there's also battles and other bands on there, like the soundtrack to that and Stephen Fry narrates it. So yeah. the, the, <laughs> that entire time it brings just listening to one of those songs from the soundtrack of that. So re-listening to this record it just brings back some of the happiest memories of yeah. my twenties. Yeah. It's just so warm and fuzzy. Just, oh, I just need you to know this one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: See, for me, that was sports games. And back when I was playing sports games with all my friends as a kid, that was before they even licensed soundtracks. So they would they would make up some, they'd like record their own some rock track with someone just saying Madden, Madden over and over again. And that would be the soundtrack. They wouldn't be licensed songs. So I remember <laughs> I remember playing, I was just singing there. I was like, oh, yeah, I played lots of games with lots of friends, like four-player games, sports games, stuff like that. Well, the songs were playing. Like, no, no, no. There was no room for songs on the little cartridges they had, so they they just, yeah, it was, it was just whatever. Just whatever they could fit.
0: Well, I like cool soundtracks. Oh, well, this it's, is heaps, like, it's heaps this better. It's like the just, most hipster soundtrack. It's, it's once again making me feel a little old, game, George. So.
2: Because what I'm saying is, you're making me feel old again.
0: Uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's fine. Uh, you can make, because that reverses to me feeling young, so <laughs> I'm going to go with it. That's all right. Um, So, what were the other singles? Because I don't actually, I didn't make a note of that.
2: I also didn't make a note
0: of that uh, so you said Lady, Flash. Let's Lady talk about Flash Lady Flash was number
1: two because um, that's
0: the one with the most amount of samples that's right <laughs> to mash uh, five different
1: sets of samples into one song and make it sound coherent. Yeah, And the most exciting thing about that song for me was um, I didn't realise that some of the samples had come from the um, graffiti movie Wild Style. Okay. So I was actually watching it a couple of years after this album came out because I was writing an article about um, street art and I got very, very excited when I started hearing I was like, oh, my God, it's the Go Team. How are the Go Team on this? Oh, wait, it's a sample. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, we've done that
0: before when... We were talking about Missy Elliott and I did like a I think I figured out like a sample was on a thing and then I, I, and it's all backwards yeah, and yeah. I'm <laughs> like oh, it was a sample but now I've heard the original and it gets very confusing yeah. now when you hear the original something it's odd. but yeah, yeah they so I guess in was was some of these samples I think they got managed to get licensed because it was a because a, it was single they managed to pay for these ones yeah. but it was other tracks that they didn't get the licensing for.
1: Yeah. So I think I listened back to the US version on the weekend just to kind of refresh my memory and Lady Flash sounded mostly the same to me. Sure. There were probably a few minor differences. The biggest, most jarring difference I think is um, Bottle Rocket. Yeah, where the samples are different, but also they completely recorded the vocals differently, different lyrics. Oh. And I was like, what is
2: this? Rude. Yeah. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: completely,
0: because that's the one with, it's like the breakdancing break kind of song. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, that's got lyrics in it, which I really love. <laughs> And then I was just like, yeah, there's this section. I'm like that's just so cool. Yeah. And is there some counting later in that
1: one? They're probably. Oh yeah, is. it's
0: um yeah, there's definitely counting. Um, is and that the two, four, six, uh, eight, ten one?
1: I think it might be. I think so, because yeah. that's the one where it sounds like they're doing double dutch at the end. Exactly. And, then... and yeah. I think um if you see them in a live show, Ninja does like the, the hand like counting as well, along with that, which is quite a nice accompaniment. Yeah. So they're like an indie band and also the wiggles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: So have you seen them live?
1: Yes, uh, three, four times, I Nice. Think. So cool. they've played at the zoo in Brisbane a couple of times um, and also played at the Big Day Out that one time yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time at the zoo was like right when this album came out. Yeah. So I think it was, I think a lot of people got into it like a, about a week before the show was on and yeah. it was quite packed and sweaty in there, but yeah. it was amazing. Mm. Yeah, really, really great. And I've I haven't seen them live for quite a few years now because I think you know it's quite expensive to bring all of those people out yeah, here yeah. along with the instruments and everything. I did offer once to have them like sleep all <laughs> on the floor in my living room, yeah. but no one's taken out, me up on yeah, that. Yeah, it all. turns out that, that's <laughs> not the most expensive bit. They yeah. might be beyond that now. I think so.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. Um, I've still never seen them live. You haven't? No, not to my knowledge. Right. Well, I think I'd have noticed. <laughs> um, no, I've still nine not. People on stage doing By stuff. the time. Yeah, so I got into them early, and then they were playing, I think they were playing gigs that they would just sell out really quickly, mm. um, and I was not fluid cash-wise, um, so I had to pick my gigs wisely, and it was the ones that I could get into for free, so uh, because I don't know any of them, goddammit, um, I couldn't get guest list on any of their shows, so <laughs> I never actually got to get, go and see them live, so I still haven't, I'd still love to, Yeah. Um, and I need to go up to them and say, so which one are you are from Brighton, whereabouts? Yeah. Let's be friends
2: So I'm not sure If it's still the case But they used to have Two drum kits On stage as well Like because That's what I spoke To the guy about And he said yeah For the live show We have two drum kits On stage They'll be going At the same time To give us two beats We're not really Aiming for a dancey feel It's just that it's Very drummy kind of music the record was very drummy because Ian was originally a drummer and it shows it's all about making the shows as chaotic as possible yeah,
0: yeah i can see that i've seen them i've seen video, like footage of them at festivals mm. and stuff like that when i've been watching it from the comfort of my own home instead <laughs> yeah. sort of in a muddy field in england um, and i've seen that they put on a really good live show yeah. and mm. there's lots of movement and lots of colour like, yeah because like they seem to really m- m- lean into that the sound image mm. with their visual
1: image yeah, yeah. And I think recent shows as well—they've brought back the whole like uh, U.S. marching band vibe. Oh, nice! So that's why I'm really keen to see one of the newer shows because yeah. the recent albums kind of got this very like American marching band feel as well. Okay, cool. So love to see like a horn section or something.
2: Yeah. So how do the new albums compare to this first one?
1: Okay, in terms of um, my favorites, because they have got five albums. Mm-hmm. First one amazing. Second one didn't love it as much. Third one, loved it, but took a while. Fourth one, not so much. And then fifth one again, absolutely love it. Nothing will ever compare to the first one because I think you can never recapture that kind of mono vibe of the the first one, the way they recorded it. Um, And, you know, you're never going to get the amount of samples that they've got in this one. Um, But in terms of just the whole feel of it, the most recent album is, you know, pretty close. Cool.
0: That's also awesome. you can never listen to the Go Team for the first time again, can you? Yeah, no,
1: because they they're not easy to compare to anything else. Mm. Well, I don't I don't think you can categorize it into a genre. Like it's very difficult to explain to people what the Go Team are. So you just say listen yeah. to this. Absolutely. I've I think I've once said I was just like um,
0: if you've ever seen like a hip hop spaghetti western with loads of drums and <laughs> with electro beats, that it's kind of like that uh, with a harmonica, and, yeah. and you're like whatever that just sounds like nonsense no one yeah. would say yeah i want to listen to that please yeah. with that kind of description
2: yeah so any other favorite songs you wanted to um uh, for favorite
1: us? songs for me i mean the the first single and you know the power is on amazing um i think huddle formation is also incredible i'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised that one wasn't a single as well um but as I said, the instrumentals are like they're some of my favorites yeah. on the okay. album. And Huddle Formation has some, again, some really cool um, lyrics on it.
0: And more can. There is yeah, <laughs> and definitely another and, jump ropey one. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and it's so it's more. It sounds like a cheer group formation going. It doesn't matter what you do. You can turn off all the electricity. You do what you want. We can still sing and jump yeah. and shout and do whatever we want, and yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, the huddle formation is really fun, and it's called huddle formation. Like yeah. It sounds like your cheer. Like, how did they manage to get such an American foot? Like sports vibe yeah and speak with the spaghetti western it almost kind of like the whole album
2: almost kind of sounds very american like you, if you heard the album and you're like were they from england or u.s you'd probably go oh, yeah that's like a u.s like yeah. surf rock kind of sports album yeah. yeah
0: but then they're just not
2: they're not no they're yeah they're, from wet brighton, they're from brighton. <laughs>
1: like even the way they recorded a lot of the vocals i think from what i've read they recorded them from a vhs right so it wasn't even like we're gonna go find a good recording of this it's just yeah. like let's record it straight from a, a video mm. <laughs> that's so and like yeah a very american <laughs> sounding yeah, yeah
0: like hip-hop video that's awesome um there's only there's one tiny like 38 second track which is the air raid gtr and it's just like the one time you get a little break Yeah, Yeah. because the whole album from the very beginning as soon as you got Panther Dash you're like right okay we've switched on this is it we are here then you've got this one little like made by a synthesizer by the sounds of it it's like an intermission intermission
1: where you get to go Whew. But okay.
2: it, is, it is an air raid siren. It's literally, yeah. 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 38 seconds of an air raid siren as advertised. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we just ramp straight back up again. Yeah. yeah, and then
2: we go straight into Bottle Rocket. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah
0: it's like, that's fair enough. Because you, you go from junior kickstart to having an air raid yeah. into Bottle Rocket. So mm. that's pretty fun. But I, that didn't annoy me. Like, no. I was listening to it, Like it, I wouldn't go, oh, I'm going to skip this. It's only 38 seconds, who yeah. cares? Um, <laughs> but I'm just a bit like, Whew, okay. I feel like I've been on the cheer squad, yeah. and I've been doing double dutch now yeah. for like twenty minutes. I'm having a little thirty second break. Yeah. Now um, you're
1: joining the marching band, but yeah, you're to I'm like collect your thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in a
0: cop show, uh, and yeah. I'm also sitting on a deck playing a banjo. There's all sorts going on uh, in this record. Um, it puts you in lots of different spaces.
2: Yeah, it's it occupies a really weird space for me because it's like he recorded it. A lot. He recorded it all, didn't? He, they weren't a live band. He just like, nope, here's a bunch of songs that I'm recording. So it's like, is he putting out a record that he wants people to dance to the record? There's, there's a lot of real fuzzy over a lot of the drums and because it's so sampled and quite like retro recording, stuff like that, sometimes it doesn't make it hard to dance to it doesn't feel like that pure sort of dance record. So then you think the my first thought was, Oh, well, so he's made it so he just puts it out so he can play it live. But he had no intention of playing it live. So that's the other thing that I when I interviewed the guy is he said they They'd, he'd written, they'd written the fir- he'd written the first one, put it out, went and recruited the band, and then he was just going to write the second album too. And I said to him, like, are you, you guys going to help with the recording? He's like, no, no, if we help, that'd be crap. It's just we're going to let him do his thing. <laughs> but he said, so I, I was like, all right, well, how did you even get involved? And he said, Ian just started recruiting people, handing out CDs, asking people if they could play certain parts. He gave me a CD of the album, asked me if I could learn to play the bass parts, so I did. Um, I figured out most of it, but where there were some parts where I just went, What's going on here? I think I had it figured out and I'd go to Ian and I'd just be way off. <laughs> so he so he just so he, he didn't conceptualize it as a live album because it didn't sound like he was ever gonna play it live. Yeah. But then as a recorded album, it's like it's in this weird space of like it's not it's a dance album, but not like that's not what he's aiming for necessarily. So yeah, it's it, in a weird space.
0: It is in a weird space. It's, but it's like they are so easy to dance to. Yeah. Because it's not a dance record, but if you put on any of their tracks, any of the tracks on the record, and you are at a party, it's something that you would dance to, or if you're in a club or whatever. Like, I know, we I used to go to rock nights and stuff, but they would still play the Go Team. Yeah. Um, even though you're they were playing, like, Metallica and whatever else, they'd still go, oh, we'll just pop a bit of MIA, a bit yeah. of a, the Go Team, and a bit, of, a bit of something else that you can still have a dance to. Mm. Um, and everyone would. And it would just be so – everyone would look so happy. Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's very, very joyous, which is super weird for me because like (laughs) you guys are very lucky I didn't like choose an old Marilyn Manson album or something because that's like my kind of teen years where like I can talk about that album till the cows come home. Yeah, But I thought, you know what, what album makes me happy? And it's this one. Like Mm. if I was to take an album on a desert island, this would be pretty high up there.
2: You don't want to dance on a desert island. You have you well, got to no, you got, conser- got to conserve. It might kind your of like body keep, water. keep
1: me what positive is it? <laughs> that I might be found. <laughs> I think I'd be dan- I think
2: I'd be worried I'd be dancing too much. Like you just want a nice calm album, like all piano tracks, just nice and soothing. Well, I could just play the quiet. instrumentals yeah. <laughs> on like maybe
1: Friendship
0: Update on repeat yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, I think it would be a good desert island cuz I'm in my desert island, there's it's got a waterfall and coconut yeah. trees and all sorts going on, so i would be chilling. I all want to my, go to your desert island. All yeah. my desert
2: island albums are something for Kate albums, so it's okay. Oh, <laughs>
0: you. Oh, it's always must be mentioned on all yeah. podcasts <laughs> in case they didn't know already. Liam loves they you. They
2: don't know. They haven't listened. It's fine. <laughs> How do you
0: know? Um, so, yeah, friendship update you mentioned. It's, it was like, um, like we didn't already know. Like we're your friends. Like yeah. it just yeah. it, it just feels like they're saying, Hey, we're the go team. Yeah. Um this we is like just you. an update. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know yeah. we're still <laughs> friends. And you're like, Yeah, okay, thanks for that. Yep. Like yep. it it's a little bit slower yep. than the others, but it's still just going, Come in, come in for a hug, yep, a little that's dance. It. We're we're still friends, we're still cool. But hmm. yeah,
1: I, I think like the piano on that one, even though it's like a, a slower track, it's still got um I guess a bit of a, a punchy vibe to it. It's not just like a nice laid back piano.
2: Yeah. No, and then no. I really You can love, dance to
1: it if you want to yeah.
2: <laughs> and I really love the piano then on feel good by numbers as well like that, yeah. that just puts me in mind of like a peanuts Schrodinger at the little piano and the whole kids just dancing in, in the room and the, With so yeah. much drums yeah
0: so much yeah it but beautiful. it's like really
2: it's led by that piano line and you can just see you know Schrodinger at the piano just tapping away
0: yeah. Yeah, that's really cool.
2: Yeah, I really like. It. But then, and then at the end, there's the harmonica and stuff comes in as well, the hum- there's a lot of harmonica on this album, Jordan. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it already. I
0: mentioned the harmonica already. Did you? Yeah, I have. I have mentioned a harmonica, but I literally have uh, for everyone's a VIP to someone. Yes, the first line I've written is. Why not end with banjo and a harmonica? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've been on such a journey together yeah, um, yeah. On, a, on this record, been to our cop shows, etc. Why not have that? Um, uh, it was just such a sweet thing at the end. So, yeah, there is a lot of harmonica. Hmm. I mentioned an egg shaker, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what, what more do you want from me?
2: Uh, that's all I know. That's all I want from you.
0: You just want me to mention harmonicas? Yeah. Like, yeah, and also hand claps
2: yes uh, oh, yeah. so always it. hand claps
0: yeah love hand claps i love whoops i love woes <laughs> i love hand claps i love was, hum-
2: wasn't a lot of whoops and woes in this one
0: it was more counting yes. yeah so i like the counting i like the counting yeah that's pretty pretty good just in case i wasn't sure about numbers yeah. <laughs> they've helped me so that's pretty good um, but it's like um i don't know this sounds really weird okay so in everyone's a vip to someone at the end I was when I was listening to it and I wasn't high or anything to get me wrong <laughs> um, it feels like it's that final um... Camera panning out from the air, from like a town or a field mm-hmm. or something yep. in like a 70s, um, not like a little house in the prairie, but something a bit like that. And it's like you're the music's playing and you're panning out, and this yeah. is, and you're all just having a lovely time. And yeah. it was just like a really sweet ending to the record. Yeah. So you're saying, Yeah, and nodding along. You don't think I'm being bonkers, no? Because no, no, I, I visualize
1: sense. like someone sitting on like an old um, like porch, yeah, playing like the banjo, yeah. yeah. yeah and Literally. then, like, the harmonica starts, and you just start, like, yeah, panning back. Yeah. Panning back. Like, down the dirt road. They're on
0: the deck, and they've got, yeah, they're on a rocking chair. And yeah. It's just, yeah, they're and out on the porch and stuff. Still Americano. It's yes. cool. Yeah.
2: And it's a really good, like, end track for the album. Like, you couldn't put anything after that. That had to be no. the, this is like a deep breath, calm down, not necessarily as dancey, just, yeah, relaxing into yeah. the, like, in, like, an evening is like at the end of the evening. It's like, now we're calming down into the, heading to sleep.
0: Yeah. It was nice.
2: Yeah, no, I liked it. I really liked the last song.
0: It was a good, well, yeah, it was a good way to end the record.
2: Is that, That's not the last song on the, is that still the last song on the other version of the album? I think so, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah,
0: because the other Phew. songs are kind of, yeah, which confused me when I was looking at lyrics online and I was just like, wait, what number am I at? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that wasn't on the, re-. okay, yeah, I'm getting yeah. confused.
1: Yeah, wrong version,
0: wrong version, yeah. yeah. And there's also, if you look at some lyric sites, um, you'll see which ones have got the original and they've got the re-release have so got on the same page so you can actually see right. where they've had to rewrite the entire song, which yep. is pretty cool. Mm. So, Kylie, like, convince us. Reached, we've reached the end. We have. We have reached the end. Okay. So what are your final thoughts on and why you
1: brought us the Go team? Okay. I think the only reason is happiness. That's all I can say about it. (laughs) I can't really describe how or why I love this album or or why I suddenly became obsessed with collecting everything by the Go team. Um, But it just does something to me that puts me in a different frame of mind. Um, I would assume that it does the same things for other people. So yeah, that's my take on it. And that's why you see it as flawless. I do. Awesome. Liam.
2: Hello. (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, it's like we've just met. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have final thoughts and would you claim this album is flawless?
2: I do have final thoughts. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to say I don't think it's <gasps> flawless. I really, really like it. Like I said, I've liked it for a really long time, but this was the first time I'd sat down and tried to decide, you know, is it flawless beginning to end? The Air Raid Siren bugs me a little. I just think you just tack... You don't need a track for that. You just tack that on to the end of Junior your kickstart and then just kick straight into the next song. But I wouldn't have done that on its own. Um, I think... The retro production on the drums, where a lot of it tended to be quite chaotic, that became a bit overbearing for me, like about halfway through. And it just, it, they have the same, they use the same effect on like all the way through all the songs, even on the end one. Everyone's VIP to someone, which was being really nice and quiet. Yep. Then it kind of and then the back drums came <laughs> in as a like bam bam bam. I like, oh no! This stop. This was so beautiful and a quiet, nice moment. So <laughs> it quiets yeah. back down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I. It's the, I can totally see it as the kind of album that someone makes the first time and they get a trick to what they want the drums to sound like and they just use it because they don't want to have to redo a lot of different things with the drums all over again and they don't necessarily have a dr- another drummer or a person who's going to be playing the instrument helping them out. But yeah, so for me it would have been, and I haven't gone back and listened to the rest of the album, but it feels like that first album where you're still figuring out a lot of stuff and then you move into something else. So I couldn't quite call it for even though I really did like it. George. And then me.
0: Me. Ta-da. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Up or
2: down, thumbs up or down.
0: Um, so when I first heard this record, it was nothing like anything I'd ever heard, ever heard probably before. Um, got very excited about it and was really excited to re-listen to it again. My final thoughts are that I think the album is flawless. Hooray. Nice. I think just exa- they went out, well, Ian, went out to produce something. And did exactly what he wanted to do, and everything that happened after that has turned them into like this, these anthem of happy, joyous, as you say, like kind of beautiful music. Um, and there is no song on here that I can wiggle to, yeah. mm. like I except, could the, just air well, except ah, the air raid siren. Well, hey, give, give me enough wine. you are just dancing <laughs> to the air raid siren. Yeah, just don't warm my pun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I would say this album is flawless. Uh, so I think that's. Uh, we had we are t- two to one. Two to one. Yep. Two to one. So um, we win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm taking that as a win. Take it as a win. You can take that as a, you can take that as a win. You can give him grief yes. outside oh, of yes. The flawless. Yes. I, I might even um, yeah, unfriend like him on Facebook that. after yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like to comment on why Liam is wrong on the Facebook or on Twitter, please feel free to I do so. I will do just so that. So. Everybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do get it. We do get called names. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Kylie, yeah, for being our you. guest. And we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're totes all over social media.
2: LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn's next. Uh, who, who wants to be a LinkedIn friend <laughs> with, a, with a podcast?
0: I do have co-host of Flawless as on my email signature.
2: In that case, I'm, well, I think if the three of us all put host of Flawless on LinkedIn, it would automatically create a page for it. And then we can take control, and we take of, the, control of it. And... The saddest way to yeah. end the
0: podcast ever is talking about creating a LinkedIn for the yeah. podcast. <laughs> Uh, So, if you want to, if you think adding a LinkedIn is a good idea, please do let us know on facebook twitter and instagram we are flawless amp on all of those so you can join in the conversation share it with your friends tell your grandma um, anyone like that so you can other music lovers can find us and hear us and give us their opinion because they love it um, as mentioned the patreon patreon.com slash flawless amp if you would like to back us please check it out and we will add content for you like us deriding uh liam yep Um, thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time